Live from Red Bull Studios, New York. I'm in love with my life. Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey, Cool Job, a podcast about jobs. Today's guest is a fantastic human being who I've loved for a long time. Disc Woman founder Frankie DeCaza Hutchinson, a.k.a. Frankie Fat Gold, a.k.a. someone who's doing rad things for women in the electronic music space. She's got a very cool job. I'm in love with my good i haven't seen you in a while this is very exciting i'm sorry my voice is so raspy but i'm on the (laughs) tail end of a million events oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. the nocturnal life will definitely do that to you (laughs) so um tell me in your words what disc woman does um it's it's a tough question which is really (laughs) funny we do a multitude of things um and it actually changes kind of every day um nice I would describe us first and foremost as a booking agency and platform. Um, A lot of uh, people, promoters come to us wanting to book women for their events to essentially diversify their lineup. So we kind of work as a tool for people. And this this is representing women. Yeah, exactly. And um, genderqueer people and people who identify as women. Yeah, absolutely. So how do the responsibilities break down? I know that there are three founders, mm-hmm. you, Christine and Emma, and the two of them are DJs. And yeah, well, Emma is primarily a DJ. Okay. Um, Christine is a DJ, but it's so more, much more. more so much more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that Emma, you're great. As yeah. a DJ. <laughs> That's fine to be your primary thing. Um, but Christine uh, handles a lot of the contracts, the financial aspect of it. If we didn't have her, we would literally have no money because right. that's not one of my strengths. Yeah, um, I do primarily a lot of the social media. Uh, most of the bookings go through me. Okay. Um, most of the just behind the scenes, general like curation of the events that we do. Um, Emma is very hands-on when we do events because she knows how to handle all the equipment, which right. is not a strength of mine. Um, she knows how to set up everything up. And so the three of you are like Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Perfect. Also like, but very multicultural Voltron. Very, we are United Colors of Benetton. Oh, very much so, yeah. yeah. Um, Cause you're black. I am black. Yeah. <laughs> Christine is a Slasian. She's a Slasian. And Emma's white. white. <laughs> yeah. So um, there we go. <laughs> how many people do you represent? Um, Ballpark, it doesn't have to be accurate. I re- there's, there's five women on our roster. Okay. Um, that's... Emma, Mfang, mm-hmm. uh, Volvox, DJ Haram, Shy Boy, and Bearcat. And then, um, you know, I. but then we also recommend women that we don't formally represent. Too. Right. So there's right. a whole, there's a whole broader selection of DJs. So you're not just with. like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. If not yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they don't want any of the, yeah, exactly. Got so, it. So yeah. talk to me about your origin story. Like I, you and I have been friends for a long time. Mm. And I remember the year before you started Disc Woman and you were kind of, um, ambiently pissed off about a lot of things and Mm. and rightfully about just how fucked up the world was regarding like women and race and was there like a particular series of incidents or just like a series of months where you're like you know what fuck this I am doing something about this I'm pissed off um 
I feel like that's just been like my general life. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how do I channel, channel my anger? You right. know what I mean? Like, how do I do this? Like, how do I get people to listen to me? Which I think has been a, I think has been a tough um, thing for me in New York City is wanting people to hear what I have to say right. and take it seriously when I talk about these things. Um, so when we came up with Discord, it became like sort of a perfect vehicle to be able to sort of secretly trick people into kind of talking about the things I've been wanting to talk about for a really long right, time. Right, right, right. I'm like, yeah, it's cute. Right, but also like racism <laughs> under the auspices of party fun yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Party fun time. This party so fun. Representation. I hate you so much, white Yeah, exactly. So that became like a really great way for um, us to do that. Like, um, it's really funny when because uh, you remember me and Anne used to do the Blasian blog and yeah, stuff yeah, like that, yeah. and I had this um, white woman say to me when I started Disc Woman, she was like. Oh yeah, I prefer like this disc woman stuff. It's way less angry than like the other stuff you were doing before. And I didn't know if that was I was like, oh no. Confusing. I was like, I'm confused. I'm like, I'm glad that you like it, but I'm also just like, what a bummer. That's yeah, also like, also, like, like I have so much rage, rage now against yeah, you specifically. You. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. You know, actually to give um our audience a sort of POV on how fucked up the situation really is in electronic music. Um, Thump, which is Vice's electronic music site, which is run by the indomitable Emily Friedlander, formerly of Fader. And they've been reporting pretty steadily on representation in the industry. And they did a gender breakdown of certain festivals, I think, starting in 2014. And they did a reprisal in 2015. And some of these lineups are like, LOL. No. It's like 3% or some <laughs> shit. I'm just like, is that like a lady holding the leg of another lady? <laughs> like, what is fucking 3%? It's like Seriously, sexual shit. it's really, what even is that? Yeah. And so like when we're th- talking yeah. about like a 3%, of a lineup with like more than a hundred people. Like what does that party even feel like? What is the energy of that space? It's garbage. I, I, I think, I think the festival that they're talking about that had that was like one of a uh, pretty large scale EDM festival, yeah. pretty like Electric Zoo or something. Yeah. Um, and I've been, I actually went to Electric Zoo in its first year in New York City. Um, You're so OG. <laughs> so, which is actually really embarrassing to admit to like my underground like so people. So that's not on your like Twitter bio. Yeah, it's not on my Twitter bio. No, not at all. That is not DOI at all. So people are not going to be okay with that. But I did. I proudly went. I was looking for some sort of electronic beat yeah. uh, coming from, off the straight from London or whatever. And uh, what year was that ballpark? <sighs> that was 2009. Okay, so that I think that was the first year of Electric Zoo. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, what well, at the time it was fun. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But like looking back, I was just I, I, it's really funny to look at because it was definitely like the same kind of person just going. Right. And I think what we found in sort of the parties that we throw and like in many parties that have kind of popped up. Um, at the same time as us with more diverse lineups yeah. is that the crowds just sort of reflect totally the people in the like it just the crowds reflect the lineups like Absolutely. ultimately like, like it really is that simple well yeah, yeah that's how you know, representation works, works right <laughs> ding, ding, and ding, ding. like how do I get more black people on my party well put one on the lineup and you'll see one there yeah, very yeah, mysterious yeah. hello to them too like exactly <laughs> no actually that's actually um, kind of a perfect segue into my next comment which is that I read an interview with you that I won't mention by name because it was a shit interview <laughs> and for a couple questions I could om- just again because I know you so well I could almost hear your frustration you know they were like what can women do to be more involved and you were like it's not that women are doing or not doing anything it's like a systemic issue and then they were like 
yeah, but what can women do <laughs> to save mainstream dance music? And then you're like, look, the industry is controlled by white men, so it's not an issue of what women do. Right, 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 right. And right. I was just thinking, I was like, Jesus, fuck, like, stop. I, oh my god. Thank you. And yeah. do you get a lot of people saying like, oh well, it's not that we don't want women DJs; it's that we just can't are searching high and low. Oh we can't find any. Yeah, that is the it's biggest a pathetic excuse. Of, it's so pathetic. That is the, probably the most common excuse. Really. Um, that I find and obviously granted okay there are some cases where that actually might be true but right, it's right. just but certainly not three percent like certainly like we're not you could definitely get <laughs> up to like 45 do you know what I mean at least, <laughs> which you know I think there was a recent um I believe it was like CTM yeah there was did one, 45 yeah. which was yeah, great yeah. and and it's funny because I mean unfortunately like the second highest after that was like 35 and the numbers proceeded to dwindle, yeah, dwindle like yeah, yeah, yeah. there were a couple that were decent do <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean and by decent we're like oh my god it's almost a quarter as if it's like a huge exactly. gift <laughs> but, um, we have to feel like so I know yeah, pat I know. on the back we're oh done oh my god tell me about sexism it sexism has been yeah, solved, solved. <laughs> exactly seriously so do you have like people who you know basically like give you criticism on some like all lives matter shit where they're like you know, it's actually pretty sexist of you to only represent women. Oh my god, don't do you, start. Do you actually get that? I was like, um, I don't, but I really, really hate the question: Are all women lineups good, or are all women lineups worth it? Do they change anything? It's like, why is that the question that people are asking? How right? the fuck are you supposed to, to answer that? that? <laughs> yeah, and also it's just like so redundant. Like that isn't where the problem is. Like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. we're having an all women lineup event, like it's not. That so is how definitely you- not the issue that's setting everyone back, like <laughs> continuing misogyny. Like it's definitely well, that three percent festival. I love this sort of theory <laughs> that they're like, how do you measure the efficacy of women? I mean, it's yeah. just so redundant. But but those I hate those kind of articles because all they do is kind of incite like this discussion where people it's like kind of popular to kind of say no that that war women lineups aren't helping anything i think like people like to like um again hate on women for doing stuff again right. does that does that make sense well like, just like only women only being women, like yeah, right, exactly. non-inclusive non-inclusive right, right. it's like oh well, that's God, like yeah like, that's like perfectly the all lives matter thing yeah it's so that it's like can't we all be integrated it's like yeah we we love that but like we're really not there yet and yeah not like, by a fucking long shot, shot. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. what are you talking about that's like, crazy that's really can't. upsetting it really it really bothers me so um i spoke on a panel that you guys had at um moma yes. ps1 it was great yeah. and it was one of those moments where i've, I've spoken on panels before and I was like, wow, it's kind of wild. It's, you know, talk about representation and intersectionality. There was mm. just like a lot of different types of people Absolutely. represented. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. I remember there was like an Ableton workshop. And I think the most profound aspect of that, or at least like the most mm. um, appealing, is that there were so many young people. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. I mean, yeah. do you guys do a lot of like initiatives like that where you like basically try to usher in a next generation that doesn't have to deal with this as badly? That is the goal. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> Just solve um, it. I would say like sort of educational aspect of what we do um, isn't as strong as it could be right now. But um, for that specific event, that was definitely where we wanted our focus to be. Right. And we 
directly worked with organizations who brought in young people to do that. Yeah, that um, was just like one of the most yeah, emo was, and nice yeah, I know, things. I was like crying. <laughs> you know, it was really emo. It was really yeah, nice. It was very yeah. moving. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So um, your mission reads, representing cis women, trans women, genderqueer talent in electronic music. Why did you always like from inception always have that? No. Okay. So, so that yeah. developed. Evolved, yeah. Why is that like? Um, Because I think. Well, I mean, obviously, because it's bettering the yeah, entire universe. Absolutely. But like, I'm sure there were like incidences or uh, anecdotes. Well, well, when we first started, like we used the term female, female identified, which I actually don't like anymore. Right. Um, I don't like the term female at all. Because it's like, beware of <laughs> the dude yeah. who calls women females. <laughs> yeah. You're a nice female. Like, oh my God, yeah, God, it's just like, go what are we in a lab? Yeah, like, fucking relax. Like, stop observing me in the habitat. Like you're in a lab. Yeah. yeah. And I think... Um, I think it's exclusionary term, actually. And I also, you know, I think as an organization, you have to constantly be kind of reflecting on yourself, too. And, sure. Uh, well, we I have mean, to reassess our language, you know what I mean? And how that includes and people. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, if wokeness is, <laughs> is an evolutionary cycle. No, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's a gradient. No, exactly. Yeah, You totally. have to be woke. Like, <laughs> we try. We try, you know. Um, um, so... Earlier um, this year, Thump also reported on a casting call from a booking agent that, again, we won't name by name because he's a fuck shit. But he had a DJ call out for new talent oh and it God, included know, yeah, is- yeah, it included some of the following requirements. You know, a number for minimum Facebook fan likes, a minimum of in- Instagram fan likes. And they were 21 to 32 years old. Height Height is so fucking weird to me. Height five two to five seven. Weight one oh five to one twenty pounds. That's so that's like that's so that's so yeah, it's terrible. It's like almost like every horrible casting call for it's movies so, where it's yeah. like, please come in lingerie. You're like, fuck. Yeah, weight is yeah, weight that weight part is so crude. Yeah, Jesus. it is. Well, actually the height is really that's odd to me too. Like so like five eight <laughs> bitches can't be like you like, can't you cook. Can't like yeah. seriously. That, no, height is really strange. But it actually sort of perfectly distills the grossest and sort of almost like borderline 4chan aspects of EDM culture, which mm. is, I mean, how important are looks when you're a DJ who happens to be a woman? Um, I, I think another thing that constantly bothers me, I think it's really easy to hate super high femme DJs who... Right. Um, would potentially fit that bill, say. But, and you know? actually, those um, are the ones who often do get the main stage. Yeah, they they can. I mean, far, and, a few and far between, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even then, you know. And, 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 and not yeah. to say that they're not talented, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of these people look a certain way. They're, mm-hmm. they're very mm-hmm. cisgender. They're yeah. very attractive. Yeah. They're thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think I also, I, I try and sort of, um, I think that, the answer to that is basically just offering like more representations of yeah. women. Like I don't think necessarily the criticism should be on those women who are not necessarily. You know, I'm just whining. wondering yeah. like how the industry sort of ranks women. Absolutely. Right. And it's, I, I don't think that it's necessarily a compliment to be uh, right. 
headlining as a woman at one of those festivals, you know? Well, it's definitely a double-edged sort of situation. It's a really double-edged sort of situation because you can't trust that context because they have no interest at all in uh, diversifying actual women's issues or anything, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So I would be, uh, yeah, it's a little uh, suspicious, let's put it that way. For sure. Yeah. So kind of going back to your life and on a a personal note, Mm -hmm. did you ever imagine that nightlife would be your, like, actual vocation your career no i don't think <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't i wouldn't say i ruled it out right 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 at all because it's definitely been a part of like my life right um, you, you, you skew nocturnal <laughs> I skew, I, yeah exactly i've yeah. spent enough nights out in new york um but i also have always loved like techno and stuff even from back in london but i kind of lost it a little bit when i first moved here couldn't really find that music right and that's how i met emma actually was because she played a song at bossa nova and then that's how we met right because I asked her about it. And I was like, this <laughs> and is the best we're best friends. And now we're best friends. Let's start a business. Yeah, and then we started a business based on that that interaction. So, so what did you actually go to school for? Um, I went, to, I studied American studies and film studies. American studies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What does that actually entail? Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> did you foresee President Trump happening? I actually, oh my God. Yeah, that's what we did. Um, political <laughs> forecasts. Oh God. Um, yeah, that entailed... Well, the reason why I did it was because it, I could get a year abroad in the States and I always nice wanted to one. move to America. Like, that's just where, why. Where did you spend your year abroad? Santa Cruz, California. Specific. Specific, yeah. Um, my the woman, When I told the woman who was organizing the year abroad trips about that, she said to me, have you considered Spellman in Atlanta? Right. I think that would be a better fit for you. Wow. And, and then she was like, what about Howard? And I was like, no, I'm aware of Spellman in Atlanta <laughs> and the people that go there. And that sounds great, but I want to go to Santa Cruz. Right. No, that reminds me of when That's I sad. went to college in Texas and I realized that, you know, because basically it's like, you know, a lottery based on who you're going to live with. Mm-hmm. And everyone in my suite was Asian. <laughs> and I was like, oh, obviously. And and my roommate was like a hardcore, like Taiwanese fob. And she was like head to toe Armani. And I was like, this is <laughs> oh so specific. God. Yeah, totally. That's so And ridiculous. everyone rushed for Asian sororities. I was Wait, like, where All right, this? this is in Texas. They're oh. really oh my God. forward in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you, I mean, so does, do you apply anything that you learned to what you do now in terms of scholastically? Oh, that's so interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I actually, when I went to Santa Cruz, like, yeah. I just feel like I learned everything about race at that oh, well, university. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like, an immersive it's immersive. <laughs> it's really intense. Like, right. it pretty much like handed James Baldwin as you walk in the gate. Do right, you know what right. I mean? And like, that's literally what happened. I just read all these books and then right. I came back and, and I was like, like, I literally just like fired all my white friends. I was like, bye, 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 bye. It was like on, like, I was very unpopular. Like, really? Oh, yeah. I, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't, couldn't look at people. I couldn't well, look at anything the same. It was well, really you different. Unknow. <laughs> I couldn't unknow. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Goes to California once, comes back as like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Starter pack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, starter pack. So, I couldn't unknow. Yeah. So what? I mean, what do your parents think about what you do? Um, well, my mom has stopped referring it to as a hobby now, which is oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, that's I, progress. I haven't quite gotten there with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost 
almost to forty, so yeah. yeah. Here's to um, yeah, my mom. Yeah, she she loves it. She's really into it. It's really cute, actually. My little brother, um, who's twelve, <laughs> he he wore the disco shirt to school, and oh. a little girl in the class was like, "Oh, I have one of those at home." Wow, it's really cute. It is cute, although. Her brother is disproportionately attractive. That's the thing. And so, like, I find it really funny because I think he's just really savvy and he, like, knew what a potential magnet that would be, you know? Maybe that's what Maybe. happened, yeah. Um, so, okay. When I met you, you'd recently worked at a dry cleaners mm-hmm. and you were working in the food services industry. Yep. Shout out Mel and Steve at Asia Dog. And then you worked as a writer and editor at Galore. Mm-hmm. Shout out Preston Jacob. And... I feel like you and I always talked about like existential shit. Like, what are we doing? Like, da, da, da. Yeah, like yeah, do you absolutely. finally, do you feel like you finally figured it out? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. Fuck. I really, really That's love amazing. It. Yeah. I, I'm, I just, I just feel very like, uh, fortunate to be able to do what, you know, we do and it feels comfortable. It feels right. I love working for myself. How old are you? 29. Oh, you're still so little. <laughs> no, it's great. No, I love yeah, that yeah, yeah. you found yeah. you found it. I mean, we'll see. Each you, day is different. You know I mean, what you mean? looked for a long time. Yeah, I, I looked like. for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. there was some I mean, you helped me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've like kind of just, I don't know, um, tried sort of every aspect of everything. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I found, finally found my groove. That's cool. And you're gratified. I can express myself properly and like... It feels good, yeah. Um, do you, are you still as angry? No. But occasionally you use it I mean, to fuel yeah. being <laughs> I'm yeah, like, totally. what am I talking about? I had like 20 <laughs> fights like last week. Um, yeah, but it's easier to be able to manage and well, I, I, I pick like, my battles, you know what I mean? Well, that and yeah. you're channeling it and then yeah. you're using laser-like focus to Absolutely, like blast exactly. people with it. Yeah. So what are some qualities that you require to do what you guys do? Um, Speaking I've, of I've, rage. I've learned, I've learned a lot of qualities from Emma and Christine, actually. Like, like I, I was a lot more um, fiery at the beginning, and it was kind of an uns- unsustainable way to communicate with them. Well, it's and too t- expensive. It's too, yeah, expensive yeah, like, and exhausting, yeah, do you know what I mean? Emotionally. And emotionally and, yeah. um, I've become, I think, a more measured person because of them, right. and uh, that, a better listener, just more patient and I think those qualities are essential um also you know being more sober is also like very important um and they barely drink or you know do anything really so uh they're both incredibly dialed in they're really dialed in and that has been really really awesome for me because I they'd really trust me and I trust them and I'm like, I want to do this. I yeah. don't want to be like, I don't know, right. hot mess. Because <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's not like you, you're working in the PR department for yeah. like an energy vodka company. Right, like you're doing right. like important right, work. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I'm. no one's telling, like, this is, I can only tell myself this now. Like, and right. I have to manage myself at this point, you know, and I'm like, okay. Well, that's kind of a trip. Are you like a role model? Role Adjacent? I guess. Can you call yourself that? Are you? I don't know if you can. It's like. You definitely are. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. <laughs> Role model of making like awesome that noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's how I'm going to answer that question too. Then um, um, I'm like, I have to flip it on you because I don't know how to answer that. So. Um, in the first Hey Cool Job, I talked to this woman named Kat Mignolik, and she's a partner at YC, mm-hmm. Y Combinator. It's a tech incubation firm. And she was saying how a huge factor in determining who will get support and funding is how the team works together. We talked a little bit about how mm-hmm. um, you guys work together and how and their influence on you. But do you have advice for starting a company with other people? Because that's a huge challenge. It's such a huge yeah, challenge. It's a marriage. I know. We, it is absolutely a marriage. And I think... We honestly just are really lucky that it like works. Do you know what I mean? Do you, but you fight. We don't fight. We have disagreements for sure, but mm-hmm. we we found we know how to work them out, and we're really good at communicating and talking. So that's like well, that's the nice thing about great. working with women. Yeah, it's really it's really awesome. <laughs> like yeah. we like if we do have something that's like um, I don't know some. We don't agree on. We just like. What, what is a typical out. like disagreement? Is it just as simple as like what event we should do next, or like who this hmm, person is that we should represent? Could, that could be. I'm like, what's an example of a disagreement that we'd have? I think it's a really good sign that you're racking your brain right now. <laughs> Can you take a picture of this? Thinking emoji. I'd have to think about that. All right, fair enough. Let's get get back to it. Um, How many meetings do you guys have a week? Like how active is like, we are working on our company together in terms of like, uh, well, we talk every day. We do a lot of work in Slack, actually. Okay. Um, But we talk every single day. I mean, we don't see each other every single day. When we do, we, like if I was in New York permanently at the moment, I, I mean, we'd meet probably like once a week. Right. Yeah. And how many, emails do you get like how hectic is your like disc woman workload oh god and even like because there's also a social aspect to what you do in terms of yeah. like kissing babies and dinners and lunch yeah uh yeah exactly yeah you kind of have to be an active part of the community too yeah which, which is, also is a, a huge yeah, that's a yeah. whole other yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have to go to all the boys you know you have to kind of be seen and like yeah you have to look like you're supporting people otherwise it, it's really important that you um you support the talent out there. Otherwise, it's not, it doesn't get returned. Um, emails. And I, I mean, all lot. correspondences, like emails, texts. Like, I, mean, I, had to, I had to turn all my notifications off because it was just too much. Like Your battery was like, help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it gives me anxiety. I, get, I do get really bad anxiety. So in order to sort of like control it, I felt like it was best that I didn't get buzzed every time somebody wanted something or had to communicate something to me. What's like an example of something someone would come to you with? Um, Is it a lot of babysitting? Well, I take, I would say, um, I feel like kind of like a mom sometimes, you know, Um, I have children (laughs) and those are my artists and I, you know, with each one, I feel like I have a personal relationship with, um, and I love that. So it is emotional and um, everything we do isn't necessarily perfect, but we work things out yeah. and I have good communication with each of them, which I really love. That's a yeah. lot, though. It is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot for your personality type, too. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you and I skew similar in that we're yeah. like, humans, why? Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think and it, it's it's definitely challenging, but... It's ultimately like what I really care about and mm. I care about each of them very deeply and uh, 
What do you? And I, 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 I get moved every time they have successes. Like it's really like I have such an attachment. I get really like no. Proud. And there's been a lot of poignant um, yeah. moments for you guys. Like definitely, do, like documentary shorts being yeah. made out of made, made for you and like. That stuff, like I was moved. I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, Frankie!" <laughs> this whole time, you know, right? Exactly. It's nice. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. So, on that note, and speaking of anxiety, this is a question that I um, tend to ask everyone, which yeah. is that: What do you do for self care? Because mm. this job, I mean, anyone who has a cool job, there is an aspect of it being a twenty four hour situation. Absolutely, um, it's such a good question, and I think something that everyone should talk about more openly too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like people kind of want to just present like everything's dandy all the time. and it's Especially like, women. I feel like yeah, there's like a, a great power in trying to be like really like I'm flinty yeah. and I'm impervious to everything. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm just totally. on it. And it's like, come I'm on. leaning in. You know, yeah. I think admitting vulnerability is so important yeah. to making you like stronger and like more relatable. Um, for me, like, I mean, you've known me for a while. Like, I feel like. I was drinking very heavily, like for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I saw that really tied into anxiety and moral hangovers and like not being productive and all this kind of stuff. And depression. That, and depression, yeah. you know. And um, I really had to sort of scale that back and be like, okay, I can drink, you know, once a week. Like I don't have to do this every single day. Like, and New York's dangerous for it's that. It's so dangerous. Like, it really I don't, is, you know. I don't know that I know anyone who if, if they're not in active recovery where they're not basically an alcoholic <laughs> exactly it's exactly it's so wild it's really it's really nuts and that's been big actually exercise has been really big for me too yeah and, me too and my mental health like I just feel like I it makes me so much stronger I don't know and it's so <laughs> funny because like isn't it just fundamentally uncomfortable to talk about exercise because you don't yeah, want to seem like one of those like exactly. lululemon bitches or whatever but we do it I mean we do it we do it I know <laughs> and it's I like masturbating like, yeah, we do exactly, it exactly <laughs> yeah totally I feel like it's like I don't know I feel like people should talk about it in relation to sort of like anxiety and management like, yeah. and management like more than like you know I want my body to look like blah, 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 which is also fine too. Yeah. But like, um, for me, I just find it's just like so What are you good. doing right now? Um, in terms of the gym? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bike a lot. Oh, nice. Um, and... I like to do like actually Christine yeah. uh, used to be a personal trainer Sh- so I she, she came with me to the gym and was like you should do these moves oh and my I was God. like okay you hit so fucking I've- hater with your partners <laughs> we exactly it's so great <laughs> so I got just like you know some little techniques to- and stuff basically That's awesome. which is great so I just copied what she told me God damn it yeah um so <laughs> what about how much traveling you do do you do? I feel like you have been traveling pretty extensively since this started. Yeah, I love that aspect of it. Oh, you do? Okay. Probably the most out okay. of the three of us. Um, I I love f- seeing wherever, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'll go anywhere, like literally. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We've, we've traveled, we've, I mean, we've traveled a, a quite a bit. Where, so, name some of the places that you've gone to. Um... This year we've been to Detroit, Mexico City, um, Baltimore, Chicago, uh, LA, San Francisco, what Miami. Is, I'm like, let me cut. Let me cut, like, let me right, cut you over there. Now you're just naming words. <laughs> now I get man. So, what is actually bringing you out there in terms of like? Or is it conferences? Is it parties? Is it? 
parties usually. Yeah. I mean, the deal is different with whoever we do it with. Sometimes we invest in it and okay. we just want to, like Detroit was our own money and we wanted to do it, a showcase there. Um, and uh, so that's a little more risky for us, obviously, when yeah. you're fronting like, you know, a certain amount of money and you have to try and get it back. So you have to put everything into promoting it. Other times people promoters want to, do something with Disco Woman so they pay us and they fly whoever artists out to do that show or whatever um it depends on the uh, like Detroit takes a lot of energy from us to do events like that right um because it's just riskier yeah is is Disc Woman everybody's full-time day job now um no okay uh, well well Emma is a full-time DJ right. so she's kind of become that via doing Discwoman. 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 I didn't even know what accent that was. I don't even know. Discwoman. And then Christine does a multitude of things. Well, her wife is uh, Chromat. Yeah. Um, and she works for them too. Okay, right on. And she does, she does, she does a lot of freelance stuff. Yeah. yeah, she does a lot of freelance different things. Okay, um, right on. Yeah. But primarily me. Um, so are there other people who are doing things that you're doing like all over the world? Yes, absolutely. And what is the energy when you guys like... It's awesome. Yeah. I love linking up with groups like that. There's a group in London called Siren who are amazing. Very similar like yeah. to what we do. Did they um, start at around the same time or had they been around After. Longer? They were okay. around after. They, is uh, it surprising to you? Because, you know... I've been reading about a lot of different festivals that have sort of come out and been like, we are all, an all female lineup. And yeah. like, this is, a, you know, even on the audience size, this is a group of people who mm-hmm. love electronic music and are predominantly women. But I'm surprised because this woman started in 2014 mm-hmm. and a lot of this stuff happened afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and I'm not just saying that like, everybody's a biter. That's yeah, not my yeah, point. Yeah, my no, point yeah, is yeah. that like, that feels so late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's like, duh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know. But yeah, that's the thing also is that people were like obviously doing stuff like this before we started doing stuff like mm. this. I think it's something about the shift like culturally that people are way more attached to it in some way. I don't know what it is, but I mean, do you think that maybe it's because like EDM and that whole like um dubstep like fucking Skrillex <laughs> fucking No, I was reading that the Forest list of like all the fuck all of the fucking you know, Tiesto, just I mean, it's, like, it's really gross. You can you say Tiesto in a normal speaking voice? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. God, it's too and much. so all of these people, it's like such a broy, crazy thing. And obviously they're still raking in bajillions of dollars. Yeah. But that aspect of it sort of quieted, mm-hmm. I think at least over the past like, you know, two mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, electronic music is kind of going back to what it was, which is, a, you know, not like niche and underground, but there are aspects of it that mm-hmm. are very niche and underground. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I was talking to um, uh, Jubilee, who was on this podcast, and she yeah. was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I remember when it was deeply uncool to be into this, and yeah, this yeah, is yeah. when I discovered yeah, it. Yeah, and so she's yeah, kind yeah. of like, what the fuck, you know? Absolutely. Um, And my point to that is, do you think that there can be something like a seismic shift in the culture definitely I, I, you're I, like I, why I, else I, would i be fucking doing this? <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i think i think it's like slowly happening I, f- I feel like i see like do you do you see it i, I feel like i see it <laughs> oh, i feel like it def- i just think there's a slight consciousness like shift in the way that people think about lineups too um even where we're where we started at bossa nova like 
Is Boston um, Office still around? Yeah, it's still going. Wow, because it was gone and then it came back. <laughs> yeah, it stopped for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it had to like change yeah, up yeah, for a second. Furlough. But it, no, it's still going strong, which is amazing. And I know that the booker there, like John, he's like very big on making sure lineups are diverse and like it's kind of infects our community. And uh, yeah. I feel like generally uh, I've seen lineups that have been way more diverse just around. Um, I think like the most encouraging thing about mm. that knowing John and you and mm-hmm. Adam from Bossa Nova and how organic the process was yeah. before this started yeah. is that people can do this from their home club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can literally just do it. That's the thing. Yeah. What are some sort of things that you wish you knew when you were starting that you know now? Like good advice to other people who want to start something like this. Um, it better be good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Any advice? God, that's really tough. It's just, uh, it's hard to answer because I feel like it's just been such a like a whirlwind, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. Where I'm still I like even? in the beginning. <laughs> I'm just thriving. Um, I don't know how it feels. Um, I think having, uh, you know, people that you, having a team of people that you work with that you trust is just like essential to like being able to be successful and having a party that you want to put out there. Um I think working with a club that supports what you want to do is great. Yeah. Like Bossa, we were very lucky to have that space. Um, but that's that's hard for depending where you are. Not everyone has access to spaces like that. Right. Um, so I think being in New York, it's like you're kind of lucky because there are more resources. Mm. Um, I've been places where it's like not the same at all. Right. You know? um, I know. Every time I leave New York, I'm like, why, why? did I? <laughs> where is stuff? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I when we went to, you know, Baltimore and like Puerto Rico and stuff, it was like, um, I just sort of expected there to be like equipment at places like right. see DJs and stuff like that. And, but that isn't the case. Like that clubs don't have as much money as they yeah. might have here, you know? Um, so it's different. Did you guys have seed money going into it? Or was it, were you like... Did we have what, sorry? Seed money, like funding going into this? Um, from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, we kind of funded it like from our own yeah, pockets. Sweat, sweat equity. Sweat equity, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, when we, the first event that we did, we gave every, I mean, every penny to charity, to Sadie Nash. And then... Um, when we realized that we had to kind of like keep on doing it. <laughs> well, I guess maybe we like, I guess we should probably take a cut so we can like keep <laughs> on doing like I'm just terrible at business. So I'm like, oh, I guess we should do that. Um, but now we sort of work with percentages when we do stuff and it's yeah. a bit more formalized. Um, do you what are if you had if you had a question in your mouth to ask your guest. Um, so in terms of like lawyers and accountants and this and the other, do you have them yet? Um, we don't have a lawyer. Okay. Um, we don't have an accountant. So Christine, also does, Christine yeah, okay. does most of that. Uh, I think we have, we had the guy do our taxes. I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is novel. Which would seem like the right thing to do. <laughs> But it's all very novel to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nothing that fancy yet. Do you yeah. think it's pretty sound advice to be like, if you do want to do this, don't expect to 
be fucking rich within like- absolutely <laughs> i think i think yeah that definitely not rich uh, that's <laughs> definitely like a lot of sweat key. like i don't have an apartment you right. know what i mean <laughs> um like i'm doing this like because i really believe in what i'm doing like does it ever get it. hard on certain days where like absolutely. why am i doing this absolutely it does and i you know just recently last week i you know i was like, oh my God, like, this is a lot. Because it, it's like you're it saying, it's a lot. lot of emotional, like, labor. And I'm, like, literally fighting with, like, three people who have said messed up shit, like, over the course of a week. And it's just like, oh my God, like, I can't go on. Like, where's my check for checking all these people? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and I, but then, you know, it's great having Emma and Christine because we just come together and it just re-energizes me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, maybe there's, there's something to be said yeah. for if you are working for yourself to mm. have buddies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cause yeah. it's like, it's, it's yeah. almost like there's solace to be found in the fact that all three of you yeah. want a check that maybe yeah. is not turning. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. And one of you might have money for groceries. Right. <laughs> right. That's kind of what we kind of what we're like, right. actually, to be honest. No, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's super it's, important. It's actually really nice. I feel supported for sure. So is there an aspect to your work that you actually hate? Is there like a chore associated with it where you're like, Ugh. um, really interesting part of it i think <laughs> probably just like um <laughs> having to interact with wankers or bookers who like what is some of like really the wackest get... shit you've heard because i mean the fact um, that they're talking the, to you is yeah good it's good but sometimes i think uh something we did last year someone was trying to book us like in some other city i don't want to like give it away and shout them out but they, they, the, they wanted to book three of our women and um, they wanted to do a disc woman thing, blah, blah, blah. And it, they would have to travel. And they were like, well, I was like, so what's like the money situation for this? Yeah. And they were like, well, they can take a percentage of the door. And I'm like, you can't like, you can't like have these people travel and not pay for it and then expect them to play and then just like be like, Oh, maybe I made five dollars or ten. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like no, we need like a guarantee. Like every other artist on this lineup is getting a guarantee. Like why are we like just a gamble? Do you and know why, what I mean? Why are you? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was very strange. But then you know, but a big part of it is challenging that and sort of cut and making people come correct. And, and the next day they pull out money out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? It's really funny. I'm so incensed yeah. by this notion that this guy is just like, like, what Amazing. are you just going to do it for the message? Yeah, like, seriously, what, the fuck is what that? do you think this is? That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's really So crazy. in terms of advice yeah. like that, if you are starting your own disc woman, what are mm. some of the things that you ha- have to like get from these people? Like obviously a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Uh, your travel paid for yeah tra- what is like what are the, like the minimum ingredients um, so for instance with Europe for instance um, I've heard of it <laughs> have you heard of it <laughs> yeah. uh, so we were based out of Berlin um, every so if uh, you know some of the women are getting booked in Paris for instance that club would have to pay a fee for each of them right. they would then have to pay for their flight from Berlin out of there they would then have to pay for ground transport from the airport to the hotel they have to pay for accommodation then meals um, What's like an average sort of per diem that you should expect? Um, 
It really depends on the DJ. What's, what's the what's the highest we probably had per DJ is around thirteen hundred. Okay, um, but it can go from like. It's rare our DJs get paid less than 200 for a gig. Um, I've heard yeah. from a very reliable source, mm-hmm. a.k.a. my boyfriend, that um, American DJ rates are fucking toilet garbage. They're pretty bad. Yeah. And are, is Europe like exponentially I, better? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are you guys going to move to Berlin? <laughs> no, I don't want to move to Berlin. <laughs> Why? I I feel like a lot it seems like logical to move there but I also like think there's so much like good to, stuff here I don't yeah, know there's, uh, there's don't still know. obviously so, work so, yeah, to be done so, here so much work and it's cool like the scene is great in New York um, is New York life n- night life <laughs> <laughs> life night is New York nightlife back and or awesome I think it's back and it's awesome yes was it not here for a while that's hard for me to say, but I definitely wasn't a part of it. Okay. Yeah. And do you still love New York within reason in terms of like a good place to do creative work? Absolutely. Um, I'm a little bitter about it today. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in general, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's amazing. I mean, amazing. It, it brought you your partners. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I can't really like say too much bad stuff about it. It's been amazing. So what do you want to accomplish? Like what do you, when you, when all is said and done and your braids are gray, <laughs> what do you, what do you want to look back and say that you did with this particular project? I honestly, what, <laughs> all the men are dead. <laughs> I want us to have a, you know, a fully like functioning and bigger roster and agency. That's where I kind of want the brand to go primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I want to be heading and running. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, we are to some extent right now, but I want it to be bigger and better and stronger. So I think, you know, going back to what you used to talk about um, in terms of when you were trying to figure out what to do with your life and all mm-hmm. this stuff, part of the problem was that you were drunk. No, part of the problem <laughs> was that you were actually really good at a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I re- like I love you as a writer and I love you as um, doing all these other things and is there anything that you sort of miss doing and another job? Like, do you miss writing? I do miss writing. Why? I've, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I, well, well, I actually have just started, I'm starting to write for Accelerator, actually, the oh, magazine, okay. which is awesome. Um, and I was like, how do I sort of like do what I'm doing and maybe try and incorporate, go back to some writing and some short stuff and be able to cover what I see? Cause a lot of it's very interesting. And, yeah. um, so, uh, like that's literally why I started doing because I got nostalgic about like <laughs> writing. <laughs> I was like, oh, totally. maybe, you know? <laughs> and they were interested in doing something with us. Oh, and I was like, awesome. oh, so that should be cool. Yeah. When can we expect that to start? Well, the happening? first piece actually came out on Friday. But oh, okay, um, congratulations. So that's that's <laughs> so it's yeah, yeah it's a couple it's days real. ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 which is cool. <laughs> I haven't even been able to post about it yet. But I will. oh god, oh, god. I, I know. I have to promote it. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it means it never happened if you don't promote well, it. Well, that and it's also kind of sad because you're too busy promoting other people. Like, <laughs> so sad. Yeah. I don't even. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I know. At any quiet time I have, I just like don't want a phone. I like really want to cancel Facebook, but I can't. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. I think I'm gonna cancel. I don't know why I'm using your t- terminology now. Like cancel. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> like, I think I'm gonna so ditch all social media for the month of August. Oh yeah, all of it. I think so. 
Twitter too? Yeah, yeah, I just, I feel, it's so noisy. Yeah, it is so noisy. I don't know if I can do it anymore. It's exhausting. It really is. I think, yeah, it's the worst. What is, what is advice that you would give someone who wants to be the next you? Email me. <laughs> 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 Your email will give me instant anxiety. Yeah, it will give me exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, on that note, do you have people being like, "Hey, can I pick your brain?" Blah 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 blah. I have had that. Yeah. Do you yeah. do you actually like go lo- go look at them and talk to them? Um, mostly it's on email, okay. and I'd probably just email them back. I have had people who'd want to meet up, and it really depends who it is, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but when I, I was on a panel in Montreal like earlier in the year mm. and that was great because people, loads of people came up to me and were asking about being a booking agent and like wanting to know how to do that. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. This is nice. <laughs> They're like young people. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like chill and um, I'm like that. It's great. They can ask me anything. How do you become a booking agent? <laughs> I just made it up. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. Um, I don't, it's really like not that hard. Like Yeah, you just have to be kind of on point. Yeah, on point. Yeah, and you really just have to have like don't. taste. <laughs> I think I have good taste. Um, <laughs> or believe in your taste anyway, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Whether it's good or not, that's questionable. But um, yeah, I think you, you know, have to... Really believe in the people that you're representing, obviously. Um, How do you pick people to represent? I, I Honestly, I, it's really hard to answer. I mean, Emma was the first and we kind of just joked about it. Yeah. She was like, oh, you should just be my manager. I was like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> and then that's, and then we were like, we should just do a booking agency. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of launched. Is there mind. someone who you wouldn't take on? Absolutely. What are some of the things where you're like, okay, these are warning signs. I don't want to. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with personality type. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we whether we get along, I've 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 had meetings with people where we haven't gone through with it. Why? Because um, they were assholes. Not necessarily. <laughs> I also feel like it's not beneficial to them to or either of us if right. we don't get along. You know what I mean? True. And I think it's totally fine. Like. Um, like, um, it's just not, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't know. I try I not just, to think about it too much. It's like, I fine. just feel like everyone who I don't get along with is like wrong. So yeah. like, just <laughs> coming from, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I could, I probably do think like that in the back of my head, but I think I've just like suppressed yeah, it. I'm like, like, I, I can't like, taste. yeah, I have great taste. It's fine. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah. So far, that's well, funny. that's on that note, we're done here. Um, Sweet. well, I think it's, Really, really exciting. I think it's really um, super empowering that you genuinely woke up one day and said, fuck this, and then started this. And I think that the thing that I do this um, podcast for is to sort of drive in this note of like how you don't have to be beholden to a building and you don't have to be beholden to all these things and how you shouldn't be fearful when you are um, actualizing what verb you want to pursue every day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's really important for everyone to remember that you wake up and you just start. Start doing it. Yeah. yeah totally. Exactly. So It's literally like the only piece of advice I'm going to give. It's like, just do it. <laughs> tragic. <laughs> it's not tragic <laughs> at all. It's the best. <laughs> just do it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm in love with my